hey, we're trying something new. You can't be different if you don't do different. Oh, uh, and what a beautiful words to live by, honestly. Okay, everybody remember I said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be gone in an hour. <laughs> I'm going to be like, what did I say before? Oh, we got to capture the genius with a butterfly net is what. Isn't yeah. that a Taylor Swift thing? The butterfly net's catching... Maybe oh, that's Elizabeth that's Gilbert. Okay. I get the two of them confused all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blondes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, they, yeah. I was going to add on and then didn't. So here we go. <laughs> this is Social Cues. A podcast where we go on a sometimes deep, always painful dive into the questions, why did I do that? Why did you do that? And what the fuck are we all doing anyway? I'm Mary Fitzsimmons, and I got stuff to say. And I'm Nikki Palumbo. I almost never got to talk when I was a child, so now I'm a comedian. <laughs> and we're here to explore, discuss, and overthink every single thing we've ever done, seen, said, imagined. Thought, sang. Oh, sang. Dance. New one just dropped. Yeah. Told our doctors, etc. Yeah. I think those are all are. The, the ways I've ever tried to express myself. <laughs> Or repress myself. <laughs> it depends on whether the sign on my door is open or closed. Express or repress the two genders. Yeah. Game I've been playing my whole life. Facts. No one wins. What is up? What's going on? How are you? What is up? It's um, a gorgeous, chilly day. End of the week took a walk to get coffee and i think that's probably all of the movement i will do for the day and Lovely. i think it's really nice to acknowledge my limitations in that way sure are you tired what's, I, what's the vibe i think like not in any like physical way like i yeah. shouldn't be i slept too long i haven't really done um a marathon this week <laughs> i think it's just <laughs> rare like, for you I know. I think if you know anything about me, you know I'm always on the run um, from the law, <laughs> really logging those miles. No, I think it's just like the the exhaustion of like getting back into a routine. Yeah. The post-holiday purgatory yep. is joyful and beautiful, and I love becoming like the human version of Flubber. Yes. Oh, Just kind of bouncing absolutely. around. just like, Formless, shapeless, mm, vapor even. Yeah. Just kind of like following my bliss, which mm -hmm. is often landing me on the couch to play four to 18 hours of video games. Absolutely. That's like my happiest, I guess, like, like flubber shape. <laughs> yes. Locking into a quest mm -hmm. or you do sports video games, though. No? Uh, sometimes. I have sometimes. recently just like downloaded. They contain multitudes. Zelda. And I was like, it's oh, good. Yeah. I didn't have yep. access to this any sooner. Yep. Like, Absolutely. It's barely good that I have access to it now because I have a full job and yes. obligations and people that I'm supposed to like report to. Sure. <laughs> but, sure, sure, sure. Oh, I love a loose, long quest. Give me side I... quests. Give me like Zelda... tiny wells. I love the little puzzle games in Zelda when mm -hmm. you go into the little tombs. And I love like when a person in the village needs help and you mm -hmm. need to like help them wrangle up their pigs or something. For sure. Do not and truly cannot be fighting goblins and ghouls can't Got do it. it scream smash the buttons break the controller mm -hmm. can't do it yeah. and the i recently learned the fact that 
certain button combinations will get you the successes that you desire. This is what I've um, heard as well. But it's also not but how my I play. prefrontal cortex goes offline yeah. because I'm in fight or flight. And so what do you mean I have to follow a pattern of pressing buttons? Yeah. I am fighting for my life. Absolutely. It's kind of how I think about that there's an algorithm to solving a Rubik's Cube. And I'm like, that can't be right. No. I've twisted no. one of those for 14 days <laughs> and it didn't unlock itself. So what do you mean but I'm supposed way- to follow a pattern? Every time I pick up a Rubik's Cube, I think I can solve it. Like, yeah. literally, I'm just like, yeah, I can do this. Never done it before I've in my life I've watched a child do it in three seconds. Surely I'll be able to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and every time I'm like, I'm older now. I probably know how to do it now. Yeah. I will. I think I'm like, I'm almost the age where I'll watch a YouTube video about it and like then try because it's yes. a thing it's I've a cool always party trick. wanted to be able to do. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but in the past, I have absolutely taken all the stickers off <laughs> no. and reassembled. And I've also pulled it apart. So oh, I've really wow. gone full like Neanderthal about it. Like <laughs> It's a, like a distant cousin of slapping your wallet on the, on the at tab. the register. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I what is it about me that like my caveman brain activates and I'm like, I'll break it. That's how I'll fix it. I'll break it. And now nobody gets to Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I'll light this bitch on fire. Oh, uh. man. I respect that about you, though, because that at least is still fighting for something. I, however, crumble in on myself, and that's how it goes. Yeah, you're like, I'll take my own stickers apart. I <sighs> I should never it's be able just... to do this. Yeah. 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 I don't, I'm not deserving of this life. It's kind of the vibe. <laughs> um, anyway. What other than that, what's new? <laughs> um, okay. Not much has happened since we last spoke, but I do have something to discuss, which yeah. is this is maybe part of social cues, social news, but Great. more of like a trend, trend report. Like a forecast? Uh, yes, or it's already sure. in the air. Or it's in the air, okay. and I'd like to break it down and analyze it with you. Oh, great. Can't wait. Have you heard about second degree dinners? No. Okay. Man, I was so you. hopeful that you were going to say something, <laughs> and I was going to be like, of course. <laughs> of course. Okay. This is, I, this is great, because I want to get your candid reactions to this. So this is a new trend that I've been seeing circulating around TikTok where you host a dinner and you invite three friends from different friend groups. So already we have a problem here. I'm just going to flag that. Okay. Three different friend groups. What are you talking about? (laughs) Anyway, invite one person from three different friend groups. Tell those people to invite someone else that the others don't know. Got it. That they find interesting. Okay. Which I also have notes on this as well. And then interesting to whom? Part of the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then part of the trend is you have meaningful conversation starters to uh. help extend out your friend network, but also have meaningful conversation in like new ways with new people. Okay. This trend, I simply cannot wrap my head around. In some ways, I'm like, okay. this could feel freeing. In other ways, I'm terrified. What mm-hmm. t- tell me? What you think about okay. this? So 
this when I was still living in New York for like four or five years in a row I did something for my birthday every year which was like birthday dining club and I invited usually like 10 people from like different parts of my life um great there were obviously like repeat invitations but like it was really interesting to see how the table changed every year and then just kind of like watch friends who did not know each other because I knew them from different like areas of my life get Mm to meet it was also really sweet to like watch them form their own friendships or yes if not like in any like formal way to just be like hi so good to see you again the last time I saw you a year ago on this one's birthday we talked about this how's that going so it's like that was a really nice um, reminder that. So you've already done this, which is impressive. To You're on ex- the cutting edge of this. To an extent. Never, never in a way where I'm like, all right, now you invite somebody I don't know. Um, right, 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 right. But I do think I would be willing to try that um, because I yes. do trust my, I think I do trust my friends to have a person I somehow don't know that's interesting. Is this table. how social cues as a podcast ventures into live events? Do we start with like social cues, second degree dinners? <laughs> For some reason, my brain finished that sentence, <laughs> second degree burns. And I was like, <laughs> what would that, that even be? <laughs> that. <laughs> it's where we all roast each other because it's the only way we know how to communicate. <laughs> you're like, yeah. And then you're kind of mean to your friends a little bit is what we've been taught in media. Um, oh, my God. Okay, I mean, but here's here's what yeah, I want to break down. Host so, a banquet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm envisioning so many beautiful tablescapes. Yeah, I'm inspired. Like the Elks Club. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, absolutely. Okay, so I the three friends from different friend groups. First of all, I think what's tough is obviously I have different friends from different parts of my life, but mm-hmm. usually they're very geographically based. So like I have friend my friend group from Nashville. I have my friend group from New York. I have my friend group from LA. And then I guess I have some like friend groups that had been inspired from past jobs, Mm -hmm. but I'm not really great at keeping up relationships. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind for me because of the ADHD of it all. So like it's, it would be strange, I think for me to, I think I'd have to have some preliminary conversations about like, Hey, we're still friends, right? (laughs) I'm not proud of that, by the way, but that if is just so. true. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I've got going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. Please respond. Stop. But I think this is part of it, too, where any extension of the invitation of this uh-huh. feels it kind of feels like I understand the like wanting to build community, but it also kind of feels icky to me. Like it feels a little like this is a little experiment I'm putting on. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're like, invite interesting people. You know, there is this movie called Dinner for Schmucks. Do you remember this from like 10 years ago? Of course I do. Steve Carell. I think it's my family's favorite movie because of course it is. Okay. Yes, because it's very like Steve Carell is basically just doing this like autistic coded Mm -hmm. role that like is not thoughtful. I hate to say Steve Carell, fine, but like wasn't thoughtful. And the turn of that movie, I think, I haven't watched it in a long time, but like is him as the quote unquote interesting guests being right. like, hey, this hurt my feelings. Right. Like you're using me. And, and like, I think oh, that no. there is something One of to them that. figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. It's like, yeah, uh, like people in privilege inviting neurodivergent people for sport is right. what it feels like a little bit. Totally. Because wasn't his special interest like miniatures? Like Yes. Yeah. Miniature little mice or something. Yeah. I don't know. Which something is like that. Amazing. A special interest. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm just like, like, what okay. a freak. The interesting people that would be invited, 
I would hope this isn't true, but I just feel like the vibe is some sort of marginalized identity. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels very like, let's in, let's invite our interesting, or maybe at best, like a manic pixie dream girl thing, but even sure. then is putting someone in a box and not seeing their full personhood. Mm-hmm. I am taking a very cynical view of this. <laughs> I am sure that this exists in an, but I think part of it is because I'm seeing the way I'm introduced to this idea is through TikTok influencers, totally. which like are presenting as a very certain right but if you yourself hosted this like you know who you know and like the likelihood of the people they know so it does become less like a generally like white cisgendered heterosexual like and then look i have friends who aren't like me doesn't that make me good i've displayed exactly yes exactly yep totally so the check boxes with friendships just like who do you connect with and yes notice a pattern and if you're like oh interesting they're all the same kind of person go meet a new person go meet and i guess maybe this is what these dinners are for (laughs) maybe but it still feels a little bit putting people on parade i don't Mm. know but the the other part of this that i find so fascinating is a lot of them will have like literal printed conversation starters on the plates like on the place settings and could be helpful could be helpful like a little but but if this is if this is something that is true Uh i need that document well in advance yeah yeah, like you need to be sending this out beforehand i cannot possibly for the first time be seeing a 400 to 500 word essay question on a plate yeah and have to perform yeah, so this needs we to be, need to be getting that in advance. In an email with like, what are your dietary restrictions? What's your yes. zodiac sign? Yes. Uh, what things do you enjoy talking about? And then we will curate your conversation yes. starter and or who you're sitting next to. Yes. Great. Love Great. if it's if you're like similar enough to just be like, yeah, talk about your the stuff you both love or you're so dissimilar that it's like you're you're both gonna learn a lot tonight yes i could go either way i could right i think either way there is space for expansion and becoming (laughs) a higher and better version of yourself i would love first of all i'm curious if this is a niche trend i'm seeing or if people are seeing this across the board and if so if you are invited to one of these things or if you yourself put one on please write in and tell us how it all went out and how you feel about it. Because I really would love to hear what people, what the vibe is yeah. out in the world. And also, I'd be happy to be the interesting person. I was going to say, I'll put myself on the chopping block to be like, I'll go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go. Uh, I'll be brave. I'll go to a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is, truly, there is something freeing about this is a blank slate. No one is expecting any type of social performance from me mm-hmm. other than to just show up. And that could be freeing in a way. Yeah. I've been listening to uh, the book, The Art of Gathering, while I do puzzles. Oh, nice. Which is yeah. dangerous because sometimes I focus too hard on the puzzle and I'm like, there's this I woman know. just talking in my head and I don't know any of the words <laughs> she's saying. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to go all the way back like hours. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. You're the, like, your thumb cramps from yeah. hitting the back 15. Like, but none of this sounds familiar yeah (laughs) did somebody switch my book um and yeah it is like very much like the intention of why we gather are we just doing it Mm -hmm. because we are participating in a tradition like we've never really questioned like why do we have a birthday party like what what is it you want to get out of those kinds of gatherings which i think this falls into the lane it's like is it just a parade to be like look at my token 
Yeah. Doesn't yeah. this interesting person make me an interesting person now? Or yeah. right. are you truly just trying to like expand your network or circle or community or do you need to meet a doctor because i'll say that i need a doctor in my friend group oh yes yes we're putting out the call yeah yes doctor i I know so many writers i know a couple of lawyers that's been a real beautiful addition i need to know um people with hard skills yes (laughs) even just like if you've done two to three first aid certification courses at a hospital i will also welcome you gladly we'll take cpr i think i did it once but that was like 10 years ago are we still doing it to stay alive right you really forget that stuff we really need a refresher yeah okay next friend date idea (laughs) (laughs) cpr course blind friend date cpr course But this is also, this is what I think is interesting. Also, when you've been in a relationship for a while, because a monogamous relationship, to be clear, Mm -hmm. because I think that like dating really allows this ability to like be seen afresh and Mm -hmm. like allows you to really look at yourself like, okay, how am I relating to people? Who am I? Like, Mm -hmm. what do I talk about? What are my interests? What are the things like that I'm curious about? And I think when you are in a monogamous relationship and also pretty settled into a friend group Mm -hmm. you just kind of get some blind spots about being able to do any self-reflection it's not impossible but i think that having so something like these types of dinners i think could also emulate that vibe of like i am meeting someone afresh Mm -hmm. and i how do i want to be in that space and like also the thing of like should I pick up some hobbies? Like, like, am I someone that is interested? Like, am I someone I would have a crush on? Like, let me get some of that stuff generating again. And we all so, know that's anyway. the bar. You kind of need to be the bell of the dinner to be like, okay, so. <laughs> well, you have to win the dinner. Yeah. Of course. You have to walk yeah. out with the most suitors. <laughs> that is kind of what it feels like. It, there is, again, some, there's just undertones of hierarchy in yeah. this trend that I am just curious about. So anyway. We'll keep an eye on it. We will keep you all abreast of the situation. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll um, recount whether or not we walk away from these dinners with the first impression, Rose. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> totally. I don't yeah, need the final yeah. one. I would love the first impression one. That's usually kind of like where yep. all of my energy goes anyway. And I'm like, yep. It's really up front, up top. And then Before I'm like, you put her out. Yeah, and I'm like, sorry, I really flew too close to the sun on some of these social interactions and i gotta sit down in the corner for a while i know i know we gotta like a goal for my life is to have energy that is just overall more sustainable Mm -hmm. as opposed to these peaks and valleys so i need extended release social battery (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think that's what i need (laughs) absolutely um amazing all right well that's kind of what's up we'll move into our first segment why did I do that? Why do I do that? I love when she just screams in our ears. It uh, just like really shocks the system. Yeah. yeah. You're like, why do I do that? This is a segment <laughs> where we break down the play-by-play of a truly regrettable incident in hopes of someday being able to sleep at night. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. Mayor, do you have a, why did I do that? I just have a loose one today. Great. And it's just going to be... We don't really have to do a deep dive on it, but I really this week have really been. (sighs) I took a sigh because I was dysregulated thinking about it. (laughs) There has just been an overall vibe of why did I start a podcast about 
my anxieties and social anxieties. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. <laughs> there is, we talked about this a little bit last week, but this thing of, there is somewhat of a spotlight now shining on awkward situations, doing things I'm not super proud of. <laughs> and again, I think there's something healing about being able to laugh about right. it. I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah. You're like, why? The artist pushed, suffers. Yeah. This dancer onto stage. <laughs> Uh huh. Yes. The true just like no. So anyway, I'm thrilled to be here, but um, like it's both. It's both. It's like so delightful and the light of my life and truly my bouncing baby boy. (laughs) However, the the inner self talk has been (laughs) given a microphone. (laughs) That is just you know that's just there. So that's it's just a vague. This is what I've been perseverating on and uh that's where we are (laughs) um sorry this podcast brings you pain um (laughs) if one is not sacrificing for their art then what are you even doing you know what Uh, i mean like it's it's i feel righteous about it in mm -hmm. a really um self-congratulatory way and also (laughs) it is in some would consider a form of (laughs) self-harm yeah for sure. As the Buddha says, podcasting is suffering. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. so anyway, do you have a why did I do that? I do. <laughs> Probably a, a lighter, better note. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's lighter. Here's what I'll say. I wouldn't say it's lighter. Um, okay, I'm ready. I'm strapped in, okay. baby. So I, I have the luxury of a day job. And my immediate manager sent me an email or a message last week to say, this is my last week. I'll be moving on. Mm. I said, congratulations, parentheses, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, all good. (laughs) Great, Um, great, great, great. Because, I mean, that's like when somebody tells you like about a breakup and you're like, cool, bad. How are you feeling? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Your idea? Not your idea. Um, So just. The head tilts forward and the uh, eyebrows lift and you're scanning for micro expressions. Harder to do on Slack. So your response is perfect. (laughs) Truly impossible. I was like, I don't know if this was your decision. Um, Right. And then ultimately he sent out like a kind of a mass BCC'd email of just like goodbye. All of them like great jokes throughout. Like he's a very talented writer um, and just like a good guy. And I'm just imagining all of you as employees standing at the docks waving as he casts away on a big ship for sure yeah being like a beautiful send-off i'm not sure that one's gonna stay afloat either but i love that you're brave (laughs) enough to set stay (laughs) you know you're just like i mean why do any of us make the job choices we do you're like i think this might be better or you stay at a job forever because you're like well at least i know this hell i can't possibly learn a new one exactly so. Right. I mean, like you just there's no there's really no autonomy regardless. So you're just going to choose the best you can. For sure. Yeah. I think my next day job, my hopes and dreams are to have a millennial manager. I think I would like to try that. Best of luck. On I your think journeys. it might be interesting. Maybe not good. Interesting, but interesting. is a interesting is a good i think that's a good word yes so please report back as you continue on anyway on my okay, job hunt so, for a millennial manager i'm like i don't care what <laughs> i i don't care what i do here who will be managing me um i actually do need them to disclose their age um age is a protected class for the hirers mm-hmm. but not i don't think for the hiree i think yeah. you're kind of free to do I'm as you wish gonna go into my next round of job interviews kind of loose and i'm like and how old are we <laughs> oh i love this energy <laughs> loosening the belt 
Right. Finally like asking the important questions, the ones that I'm yeah. like, well, had I known this, I would have made a different decision. Imagine doing an interview leaning back yeah. as opposed to desperately like, leaning forward. Very, I'm in the front row of my classroom, not a seat I would have chosen, but now I have to perform <laughs> for teacher. There was, I did do an interview uh, one time where I intentionally like had one of my arms draped on the back of the chair. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because I think I just watched like the social network or something. And I was like, yeah, this is such a power move. I did get the job, but Mm -hmm. I don't think because of that. (laughs) But you actually don't know. I'll never know. That could have committed such um, like a proficiency and like self-awareness. And they were like, yeah, this person seems really good. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm going to try to signal casualness. Mm -hmm. And... um, I can't imagine sitting like that stiffly because it was on purpose Mm -hmm. for 45 minutes actually signaled casualness. Could you feel your fingers by the end? I imagine that would affect (laughs) circulation. Prickly needles at the tips of my fingers. Uh, No, I (laughs) just slowly trying to solve a Rubik's Cube below the screen with a dangling hand. <laughs> sometimes I think I'm good at masking and then sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh, sweet, sweet baby one. Absolutely. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm cutting no, off your story. Continue on. Okay. Continue. Um, I love a long preamble. It's kind of my only storytelling technique. No, uh, yeah, so he sent out this email and he included like a playlist that he has clearly been amassing for years and years. And he was just like, I made this for you, specifically you. I The whole email was a great joke of like, here's this for you. All of the specifics were very general. It was clearly yes, to yes, everybody. Yes, yes. It was great. Great. And so I sent him an email back that was, I was basically like, all right, I'm connecting our civilian email addresses, parentheses, ew, great. hate that. I said it that. Said it that. <laughs> said it that. I hate that I said it that. <laughs> oh, I hate that I said it that. <laughs> um, that's my social key card for life. I hate that I said it that. Why um, did I said it that? Yeah, why? Said that in an email and then also said, yeah, kind of the whole email is the, my why did I do that. I also said, thank you for the playlist. I'm excited to have new writing music. If I listen to the same violins over and over again, the only thing I'll be able to write is my suicide note. I sent that in an email. In, in a work email. In a work, like it came from my corporate email address to his corporate email address. <laughs> And then I think I also, I ended it by saying, we both know I'm usually never where I'm supposed to be. So if I end up in your neck of the woods soon, I'll let you know. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Good luck on your next adventure, Nikki. (laughs) These jokes are so funny and so good. However, in the context of a written email, haunting. And man, this is my absolute like fatal flaw. I write emails... (laughs) Stream of consciousness. Uh, do you, the amount of times sure. I've written an email and I'm like <laughs> about to click send and then thank God somebody just like wanders into like <laughs> my space and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm about to send this email. Can you look at it really quick? And they're like, absolutely oh, do not send that. No. There's 300 things in there that you shouldn't say. And I'm like, where? This oh, is, is the so... period in the wrong place? <laughs> and they're like, no, don't say your real thoughts. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is great because I write initial drafts, also stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. but I toil tirelessly 
fretting and fretting and mm-hmm. sweating and sweating. Can it takes me so long to send an email because I I am so concerned about the tone that I'm conveying. Sure. So the way that you are just right from the hip, just like send that baby off. I am so envious of because it's probably fine, or is it not? I don't know. Don't you know. Tell me. Don't have enough information. <laughs> You know, he oh, man. he did respond with just like, hey, if like they add headcount to the team um, and you want to like stay on in like a more like permanent way, I'd be happy to like give you a reference. Um, we really oh, appreciate kind. you. But like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to acknowledge any of the things I said it in either. <laughs> I'd be like, and what am I supposed to do with this word jumble? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. I'm I'm seeing the phrase suicide note in a work email and um <laughs> this person who I was managing is just saying, "Yeah, I'm kind of never at my desk." So, <sighs> this is I mean also this is tough because I think I also struggled when I was more in the like corporate workspace of like self-disclosure uh-huh. and what was appropriate and what wasn't. I still think I don't know and yeah. I that got me in hot water a lot of times i think yeah this one felt but safe because i'm like he's leaving right, right. please don't it's gonna go into the void it's fine yeah um but i had like i had a manager in my early 20s that like did a lot of course correcting for me of like hey don't send that in an email or mm-hmm. like hey whatever and at the time i was like so stressed about it and felt like I couldn't do anything right whatever right now I can look back and be like she really was trying to help me and had mm-hmm. really good intentions but I just like was so afraid that it didn't land well yeah. but it's so funny we're talking about this because literally this morning and we don't really talk we're not like we haven't talked in a long time uh-huh. we had a good relationship but it's not one of those things that we became besties after necessarily but this morning she texted me I have this narrative that like I am this person in her life that was a bumbling fool and that she like <laughs> thinks only bad things about this morning she She's texted me checking she... to make sure you're still alive it's like hey <laughs> yeah. have you fallen off a cliff <laughs> I have to like truly I have to say I had this job 10 years ago it's oh, been wow. a very long time yeah she texted me this morning and she was like, I'm thinking about you because I'm trying to whiten my teeth. And so I'm drinking my hot coffee with a straw like you used to do, which is a very sweet text. And it yeah. was just like, a, hey, I'm thinking about you, this funny little thing. And right. it was just this moment of like, I have no idea, number one, what she thinks of me. And number two, mm-hmm. what I have done that has stuck out to her. And then it made me just think zoomed out wise of like, all of the people I have come across in my life and those people that you have where you're like, I remember this one moment with them that surely they don't remember. Mm-hmm. I got both delighted and terrified of all of these little menageries of experiences with me that I have no idea. But like right. that is the thing that after 10 years stood out enough to her for her to text me to be like, contact. I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that really shines a light in like a dark cave and you're like, oh, Oh, that's on part of your wall. Okay. Um, can I actually see the rest? Yeah. What's in here? (laughs) Um, okay, I actually am gonna need you to set this whole place on fire. (laughs) Yes, 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 a hundred percent. It's just like and again, it's such an unhelpful thought spiral to go down of like, what do people think of me? But it was just like a little reminder of like, even if I think I'm so self-aware, which in some ways is a form of narcissism, Mm -hmm. I will admit. But even if I am so self-aware, I have 
absolutely no idea the Mm -hmm. impact that I have on people and what they think about me and what they carry with them for better or worse. Like, I just have no idea, no control, whatever. Yeah. Um, I had had an ex say something that was like, yeah, I mean, you could be the most self-aware person. According to you, you are the most quote unquote self-aware person, but I guarantee you there are people who like have noticed at least five things about you that you've never even thought of. And I was like, don't yes. do this. Yes. Don't do this. I have to go to work today. Don't. Yes. <laughs> don't I have to like, well, think about what I'm not noticing. I don't have time. So I won't be doing this exercise. Actually, I can't handle it. I the know work. you just, I can't remember if I've told this story or not, but like in high school, my theater teacher had us all do imitations of each other as oh. an assignment for acting. Sure. I still think about the performance that the person did about, <laughs> about me. The way I walked, the way I, t- I was like, I mean, it's just, first of all, that is abuse yeah. and that right. theater that, teacher should be jailed and revoked yeah, from that's, society. That's a teacher who was trying to foster like lifelong arch nemesis. Nemesis. That is a shady queen, that yeah. theater teacher. Yeah. And she was bored. That is so Mr. Hastings, you still haunt my dreams. It's like <laughs> literally stirring tea. Like, yeah. A little too on the nose How there. How dare yeah, he? Diabolical. How dare he? Oh, oh man. He his big thing too. <laughs> not to put him on blast, but I think I can because it's been long enough. Yeah. His big thing was that he was once an extra on which an adult extra. I don't even understand, but an extra on the Disney Channel kids show Out of the Box. And oh. I don't even. I never even saw proof of this being true. So anyway, such a funny lie. Yes. Well, and it was back when like, obviously the internet was definitely a thing. YouTube was a thing, but it was Mm -hmm. before everything was documented on the internet. So there was just simply no way to check anything like that. Incredible. Um, Yeah. I was also an adult extra on out of the box. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was an old 10. (laughs) I was a wise 10. Oh, oh man. Well, best of luck to your previous manager. Bon voyage. And I hope he he's not a mandated reporter. <laughs> um let's move to our next segment called That Fucked Me Up. This is a piece of media or even foundational memory that haunts you or informs your personhood to this day. Nikki, do you have a that fucked me up for today? I do. Great. I think I've like teased bringing this in, but it is just like something that's constantly on my mind, especially now that award season is back in. And I'm just like looking at so many actors faces. Yes. The thing that has like really fucked me up is that actors are trained to not move their foreheads when they're acting because it's such a big movement on screen. Like, Really? Is Is this true? This is what I've been told by, like, actors. And I was like, okay, well, I've been trying to, like, bring my face back in my whole life. (laughs) It has been... I was born a rubber band, and I've been trying to be, like... (laughs) A leather strap and it's just like not working because that's not how my muscle like a human's facial muscles work oh this is so interesting and because, it has yes, fucked me up because i'm so like so much yeah information about like how to emote and be a person yeah through media yeah. which is why we created this segment and the very structure of facial expression is a 
farce in the media. Yeah, because it would look insane on a 50-foot screen if yep. you were moving your face like I move my face. I Thankfully, I had Jim Carrey growing up. Um, <laughs> Great. And, I, and yeah. that is my father. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I felt very seen. So I think I also... A lot of movies fucked me up, but like then I was just confused because I was like, "Well, Daddy's doing it one way, sure." <laughs> so yes, is that bad? Um, but yeah, just like this, I can't watch anything, and I'm like, "Well, okay, you're like barely doing anything." That's not how I would have said that. That's, this is incredible. I'm just saying that fucked me up because. I've been watching faces that are wrong my whole life. Yes. And this is huge. I, I'm i speechless and I'm shook. Ew, I didn't say that. <laughs> Cut that out. You're like, but unshake me. I'm not. <laughs> un- I'm, unsh- I'm unshakable. Um, this is reminding me of our, our dear friend, Erin. This is her idea. I'm fully crediting her with this. But mm. she talks about this idea of someone's back wall meaning like being able to meet someone and kind of get the whole view like you can see like the back of their personality like Mm -hmm. you're like i can see the whole thing you're putting it all out there the back wall is right behind your eyes like there's not much there sure and then also meeting people whose back wall is just like infinitely disappearing into the distance and you like can't Yeah. yeah and you like can't quite pinpoint them and their values and who they are and like it's like muddy and confusing and i think that that plays into this because i'm also so big with my facial expressions Uh and so just like i'm giving you everything right now my back wall is like right up front and i think that part of what you're describing is the people that really withhold and that Mm -hmm. are like more watchful which i think is what we see on the screen because that is an actor performing and Mm -hmm. that causes a lot of confusion for people who have a hard time reading facial expressions or social cues, etc. For sure. So this is huge. I think this is a really important thing I'm going to be thinking about a lot. Yeah, I think in in the the back wall theory, mine at this point in my life is on a dolly and is like constantly sure. moving because well, I've been trained to keep it very far away in a different warehouse. Yes. <laughs> Because I thought that's what we were all supposed to be doing. But yeah, every so often it's right here. And I think it catches people off guard because they're like, whoa, that's the most you I've ever seen. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I forgot I could be doing that. I that this is yes, I I see that as an era for you that I'm very excited about. And I just zoom in. And we're just zooming in. I Now, when you talked about actors not moving their foreheads, of, of course my mind went to Botox and sure. that aspect of sure. it. But I had not considered the fact that this is also part of formal training of how to convey emotion on camera. And that that right. is also just like a value in the performance space. Yeah. Like I think I didn't really have access to theater. I mean, I did see my sweet dear aunt was like a like a real Broadway bitch. So she would like bring us into shows all the time but like that didn't start until i was like 10 or 12 or something like that so i was watching tv much younger and just like (laughs) watching adults like say things but their faces weren't matching what they were saying so it's like oh okay so that's what we should be doing interesting yeah yeah all this to say support your local theater it's where (laughs) the faces are truer (laughs) 
They are playing to the back of the house. Some would even say, similar to clowning, which is, say it with me, so So raw. (laughs) I couldn't get it out. (laughs) I almost said, it's going to be so huge for you this year. Yeah. Right, I forgot there's a lot to the clowning canon in uh, social cues. Yeah, we're going to have like a, a, a scroll menu for how you could finish that sentence by the end of the year. Okay, well that is that is really huge. Yeah, so I'm going to I really am going to be thinking about something that a pretty lot. foundational is that Yeah. most faces I saw growing up. It actually I think also kind of evokes have you seen this the coverage on TikTok I say like it's a news platform of um, this study of like still face mothers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this I, is a big thing we learn in grad school. Also. Yeah. So I think yes. that there's like, that feels kind of related to me where it's just like, I don't think yep. I'm getting what I need from this face. Yes. I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. What you're saying is not matching what I'm seeing. So I'm yes. really imbalanced and unregulated. For the listeners that do not know, the still phase experiment I will not was this be able experiment. To this, so please do it. <laughs> it was an experiment that they did where they had a mother uh, and her child, and they were engaging, and she was playing with the baby, and the baby is very like regulated and able to like be calm. And then they have the mother just have a completely still face uh, and not emote at all Mm -hmm. and just watch the baby. And then the baby over time gets consistently dysregulated and cries and they tell the mother like stay the course with the still face. I don't think they would do this experiment now. This was done, I think, in the 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong in my timeline, but I think that's around there. And this is an experiment. Me upset. Yeah, yeah. This is an experiment that they also uh, has informed attachment theory Mm -hmm. and this feeling of like were your needs met as a child and what did that inform to your nervous system about if you can count on other people Mm -hmm. or not so uh yeah it's a really dysregulating experiment it feels very distressing and it also i think is a big one of the things i've been thinking about is again asterisk a million times i do not have my own kids i do not have anything to say about parenting because i have not had that experience uh, we have plenty to but, say about parenting well yeah you're just not right about it just know it's not yeah, yeah, founded yeah, yeah, yeah. in personal experience no at all um but i think a lot about like being on phones and parents being mm-hmm. on phones now and how and and even outside of parenting like us being around phones with each other like if you're hanging out with friends and all of a sudden you look at your phone like that is the still face experiment happening in real time all the time for sure and you know as an adult even like you said it is dysregulating when all of a sudden someone cuts off the connection with you to focus on something else and i think we just need to be more mindful about it in general so anyway i think it's a perfect point it's really made our brains like kind of anxious in the oh at any time i could lose your attention because of this thing in your pocket yes um and and my needs will no longer be met as like a human that is meant to connect and be part of a connected community okay huge for our next um social cues (laughs) second degree dinner we're gonna meet at the beach and throw our phones into the ocean yeah so i'm there yeah i think it's probably better for all of us <laughs> my dad has the best like phone hygiene of anybody i know i think simply because he gets frustrated by the technology he almost never has uh-huh. his phone on him he leaves it at the office all the time and his favorite <gasps> text wow. to send is hey can you talk later 
about this thing. Great. He could teach a class on this, master class. Phones for uh, <laughs> septuagenarians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Do you Great. ever yeah, that fuck me up? Huge. Yes, I do. So... <laughs> This is not related. Sometimes we have things that, I like, know. somehow we were on the same it's wavelength. Almost this like one is separate. Consulted each other, and it's like, no, we love to talk about it real fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is simply no discussion beforehand. Yeah. Okay, so my that fucked me up is the books that were in salons, or salon is a generous word. I would uh-huh. say Great Clips, Fantastic Sam's, sure. that had all of these, like, hundreds of pages of hairstyles and haircuts <laughs> mm-hmm. in the 90s early 2000s okay let me just to to remind everyone what these books were these hairstyles in these books were essentially like on one side five giant spikes origami structural thing on one side of the head on the other side of the head a perm and then like straight across flat bangs in the front Mm -hmm. like these were works of art that no one in the salon had ever had training to do. <laughs> they were also like hairstyles, not haircuts, right? right. Like these were yeah. just like and these it's like half braid, half crimp, half yes. buzz, half and you're like, yes. I'm running out of head. Ace yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Like the Lizzie McGuire hairstyle cranked up to a million. Mm-hmm. Like just wild stuff. And these books had me thinking that that was going to be my whole new personality. Mm-hmm. But because they weren't, first of all, hairstyles that existed in the real world. And second of all, again, no one was trained in the salon to cut or style in this mm-hmm. way. They, I would just end up with a mullet mm-hmm. type haircut, maybe bowl cut, but essentially look like a woman that is trying to still make it work with her husband by trying something new. Like I looked, all of my pictures from me growing up, I look... Like, I am in my late 40s. Yeah. And I blame these books. Yeah. And the sad part is these haircuts then informed my social status growing up and therefore who gave me a still face and who didn't, which yeah. was everyone gave me still face because <laughs> they're like, don't know what to do with this like, thing. Um, Your hair is a lot to process. I actually can't. <laughs> I don't have any I more blame, battery. I blame the books. I blame the books. These were absolutely unrealistic for the world. And also just like not, again, a real, I mean, yeah. it's almost not like a AI real thing. put those books together somehow before yes. we had it. Where it's just like, I don't know, this? Yes. Here's every haircut Who you've ever trained me these? on. <laughs> <laughs> Who was making these hair? I just, yeah. um, also the makeup of the women in these books, just like the heaviest lip liner, mm-hmm. Dark, heavy, everything was a lot. Yeah. There was no restraint. Yeah. They're essentially like hairstyles and like makeup choices that only work on a runway. Yes. Where you're like, oh, it has to be kind of like the most eccentric piece of art because I'm, I have a couture. Yeah. Right. Like just like the highest level of sculptural right something you're like i'm never gonna see that at rite aid (laughs) well i would just like sit in the chair point to the book not knowing that one cannot be turned into a god in simply 20 minutes that is allotted to me yeah (laughs) that's so funny and especially to choose it as a child to be like well here's what's in the book yeah why would i not order from the menu 
I don't know yeah. enough to go off menu. Yeah, no. I absolutely had a haircut when I was like, I think seventh, eighth grade. I was desperate to cut my hair short. Um, sure. And it really was. Like I think the- that was part of it for me, too. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. OK, continue. No, it was like the worst thing that ever happened to my mother. Like she still talks about oh, your curls. Um, <laughs> and it's like, OK, well, you take care of them then. It's sweaty yeah. on my neck. You don't run yeah. as fast as I do. Yeah. I'm a fucking Listen. mess out there. Yeah, I think it just had so many layers and the way it sat that if I saw that haircut out in the wild now, you'd be like, career secretary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You're like, that's a woman who's been smoking since before she was born. And <sighs> like, that's what the haircut was. But for me, I was like really getting better at <laughs> basketball because I was aerodynamic. <laughs> whipping around the roller rink oh man i just like yeah this also goes i think ties to what i think we all desire which is being able to go to someone tell them about yourself and Mm -hmm. what you value in your life and then they knowing your face shape knowing your style Mm -hmm. knowing your values in life can create a look for you that is just can not be matched like this is what you are meant to look like for sure carve me love out that. of marble yes like, i am in here somewhere find it yes. chisel away i yes. trust you yes exactly <laughs> this is what we're all searching for hi can you um, find me <laughs> yes yeah. right like you tell me who to be in this world mm-hmm. because so far i've not done well <laughs> i had a mullet for a while and mm-hmm. I don't think it's not me. It just so quickly became Carol Brady uh, because my (laughs) hair grows so fast. And I was just like, I can't be doing this. Yeah. So that's lucky. My hair does not grow that fast. I can. So I think that was part of it, too, is that Mm -hmm. I kept as a child wanting to reinvent myself. Mm -hmm. But because my hair couldn't grow long, I could only go shorter. And (laughs) that just kept creeping upward. Yeah, more yeah, and, more. and you're like asymmetrically I'm one of the Carter brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like I'll, I'll just be in the band. It's actually easier on my schedule. I already have the haircut. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. It also didn't do well for the vibe where I was constantly like trying to be an adult in the room amongst children. Mm-hmm. It didn't help. It looked like I should be included at the PTA meeting from a very young age. Someone's got to run those things. (laughs) And it should be an advocate for the class. You know what's going on in there. I was just so desperate to not be a kid anymore. Yeah. Like being like childhood was I just. I just slapped the shit out of my microphone. (laughs) You were saying. I was desperate to not be a kid Mm -hmm. anymore. I just so desperately wanted to be an adult. I felt like I was meant to be older than I was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it didn't hair, do well for my haircuts social life. Haircuts were like look. a huge like portal into that. Like it was kind mm-hmm. of the only access. You, I, I literally had the Kate Gosselin haircut at age 12. Yeah. Spiked in the back, <laughs> like plastered down on the front. Like I found eight of my smallest friends. They were my babies. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes. Just driving them to soccer practice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had a lot of middle-aged women haircuts growing up because I was just like, well, they got to figure it out. They wear it shorter. (laughs) Not really knowing exactly what I was searching for, but like, yeah, probably doing the the logic gymnastics of like, well, I want it short like a boy, but 
older women wear it short too so could i just so do that? actually i'm mature like them yeah. yes exactly old ladies exactly. got it the best that yes. short crop <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to be a silver fox well you know i'm excited to be back in a short-ish hair era of my life because mm-hmm. i think i had so much i don't know like fuel of shame about short hair Mm -hmm. because definitely had the like you look like a boy and therefore that's bad Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. lot of the you know just like no one was having it with me having short hair as a kid so i grew it out and it was very long and very like girly pop for a while and now it just feels so nice to be back to my original form and owning it this time from the uh, warmth of my heart yeah. versus the cold, glossy pages of a sun faded hairstyle book They're that always sat like, in the front. Yeah, sitting on the table, just yeah. fading untouched. Yeah. Everybody else knows that that's not where you get your hairstyle, but like, yeah. it's a picture book. We were trained to read picture books. Of course, we're going to look yes. at it. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll exactly. spot the differences between the two pages. Ugh. There was a thing at the Fantastic Sam's where I got my haircut where you would put a lock of your hair in this one little compartment and then at the bottom out would pop a little lollipop. (laughs) And I realize now that someone was just standing behind this little vestibule Uh thing. Just taking hair from your hands. And now I'm just like, oh, what a gross bucket of hair that must have been just like in there. And then they just pop out a little. But I thought it was magic for a long time. I was like, well, what about the hair machine? We have to do that before we leave. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a second. And somebody has to like run behind a wall. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Definitely. (laughs) Uh, I think we should all, though, be creating magic for kids in the world. I think that that's important. In an analog, non-technology-led way, I think that feels important. Yeah, we should all just have more candy in our pockets. I think that's normal. (laughs) (laughs) That's normal and safe. Yes. Can't go wrong. Okay. Should we move along to our social cue card? Let's do it. Our next segment is social cue card. This is where each person provides a situation um, for which we need a formal social cue. Like, what was I supposed to do here? Or how -hmm. could I respond to something like this in the future that goes better, hopefully? Sure, sure, sure. I have one if you want me to kick us off. Yeah. Okay. This is for dog owners out there. So I understand we're isolating some of our audience, but here's something that happens. (laughs) Well, I'll let you be the judge. (laughs) (laughs) We'll decide. This is what, this is what happens often. So I have a rescue dog. He's very anxious. He's does well with dogs. I would say 89% of the time, but there is an 11% that we are just a little on edge about Mm -hmm. pretty much all the time. Uh, That 11% takes up a hundred percent of your brain. Absolutely. Well, he's also big, right? Like if he was like a tiny little dog that would like bark at other dogs, sometimes you'd just be like, oh, sorry, he's so grouchy and it'd Mm -hmm. be cute. But like the fear that just envelops the bodies of people Mm -hmm. when Milo has a bad day, it is understandable and we try to avoid it as much as possible. So Mm -hmm. we've done a lot of training. We have done all the things that we can do. But at the end of the day, he still has some of this. He's got that dog in him um (laughs) some might say say. so okay this is a thing that will happen is we will come across another dog on a walk with leashes on they will sniff each other it will go well i'm Mm. thrilled but then what's tough is then they're walking the same way that i am and there's just this like well 
let's quit while we're ahead, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't want Milo to still be in this dog's right. zone, but they're like sniffing the same things and try it. So, like, there's this kind of leapfrog that happens where it's like their dog will stop to sniff and we'll walk by them, and be like, have a good day. But then Milo will stop to sniff and then their dog will. And it's just, mm-hmm. I feel so claustrophobic. The walls are closing in. Um, and so sometimes what I'll do is I'll just like, you know, walk across the street or I'll walk a different way. But this is adding time to the walk. This is not convenient for me. This is very stressful, sure. but kind of feels like the only way to be. But I guess my social cue card request is, is there something fun, playful, pithy, something where they will herald me as a social <laughs> god that I can acknowledge wanting distance, mm-hmm. but also neighborly sweetness we're all in this together sure. does this make sense it does this yes okay i understand me. <laughs> me a non-dog owner shall help you <laughs> yes please but you have the distance from it that i think this situation needs yeah uh maybe uh because dog owners are so like we're so in tight we think our dog is the best we think everyone loves our dog and that's just not true i i, I know because i don't feel the same about other people's dogs so i i think that your distance is actually perfect for this situation yeah i think so ultimately you're looking for like an exit strategy so that like you don't have to yes continue the my brain was immediately like all right well this was nice we actually usually take this way to go to work um but we'll yes meet you at the office um something stupid where the dogs have jobs i don't know that's really funny. oh my god that's so funny um, yes or i do often say when my dog chews on a bone that that's his work and yeah. i'll be like no oh, you're working late tonight <laughs> i feel like i would say the same Locking thing like the a dog like really smelling something and it's like oh wow really burning the midnight oil huh yes yes i often say that a dog peeing on something is his pee mail <laughs> And I hate myself for it every time. Wow, your inbox is full. Yeah. Um. A lot of messages on the message board. There is this one poll that all the dogs really sniff. And oh, I'm wow. always like, wow, that is their neighborhood Facebook group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Water cooler talk is not dead. <laughs> yeah. Not for dogs. Um, yeah. That's so funny. I mean, I guess it's just like, um, I'm trying to think like, what I say to another person when I'm like, oh, we've already said goodbye and now we're walking the same way. Right. Um, this is very much in that family. Yeah, I think. just like... To make mm-hmm. this universal, we can pivot to what you do when someone is... You're walking the same way and you've already said goodbye. My go-to is always to go, oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> Which I think is... It's really fun. Yeah. Um, and that goes well? <laughs> It goes well when um, it's someone that you already know and love. Of course. When it is a stranger or a professional working relationship type of vibe, less positive results, I'd say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Weirdly, that did give me an idea for dog, but I guess it works for people as well. Um, Yeah. Just being like, oh, traffic this morning is brutal we're actually gonna try a oh this is a shortcut perfect yeah. nikki to just Great. be like oh looks like we're bumper to bumper we're gonna take the scenic route looks like we're bumper to bumper <laughs> scenic r- ah! <laughs> i turned into seinfeld <laughs> what's the deal with dog traffic 
I don't know who that was an impression of. <laughs> Anything you start with, what's the deal? What's we the can deal? all assume. Yeah. We're all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, this Does is, that help? Can I just say, Nikki, some of your best work. <laughs> I'm really, this goes in the vault slash, like, cast in gold. I'm, oh, wow. Thank you for this. Honored. Thank you. Okay, do you have a social cue card? I do. This is also kind of um, direction, walk directionally related in that I like to walk around the lake in my neighborhood, Echo Park Lake, and inevitably, I'll either see someone I kind of know or we'll just pass the same people over and over again. Yes. Because it's not a big lake and you got to be out there doing your laps. And I find that I always want to acknowledge a person that I know or have recognized from a previous lap but I what do you say what do you do should you be doing anything so Mm -hmm. yeah imagine I'm the dog what would I say to another dog pass (laughs) (laughs) do I just bark Um, right well if we're taking cues from Milo it would be just a get the fuck out of here um so I don't think that that's probably yeah yeah your time yeah. at the park you is think done you are now. yeah this is oh, great man. because I something's just happened push, push. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say punching and then I my mouth started to say pushing I just kept pushing. I just kept pushing it <laughs> I can't believe you said it that. I can't believe I said um, that. <laughs> and then I bonked my mic. Something's happening. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, time to get a tighter binder because I'm bonking the mic with my huge bajongas. <laughs> wow. What an amazing review for uh, the binder to be like, it really ca- kept me out of my podcast mic. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm chest bumping everything against my will. <laughs> oh, stunning. Oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> um. Okay, so seeing people round and round we go. Yeah. I, I always do a very polite, just like, hello again. You know, sure. just kind of whatever. Yeah. There's something really nice here, though, because there is an opportunity to build neighborly community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so earnest, which I will say, I think earnestness is in for 2024 yes. and the rest of our lives. Yeah. So I think if you're really going to be earnest, there's something really brave about saying like i always love seeing you when we go on our walks you're still going like you're not like making them stop Mm -hmm. but just like a little like it's so fun seeing you each time and like how wonderful would that be to receive Mm -hmm. yeah totally. i'm just like if someone said that to me i would first of all never move away from the neighborhood i would be like i'm putting (laughs) down roots yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. this is now my home Mm -hmm. i would feel like I was actually a person that had impact in the world. It would change things for me. I'd probably go back to school if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm brave enough now to change my life. Right. Okay. I love so, that. It's like a real like. Um, oh, it's a like, real there goes the baker with his bread like always. It's a real like I you mm-hmm. are part of the scenery and environment of my life. Wow. Scenery maybe that. is too depersonalized. But yeah. But you are part of the opening song 
montage of like my musical yes i will acknowledge you on my way to my conflict (laughs) yes great great okay so that's the earnest that's the earnest version what do you end up do you end up saying anything Um, as of now like how does it go now sometimes it's just like hey how's it going again or my brain did just like manufacture one that made me laugh and maybe i'll try it um there's like this one person we see a lot and i do think it would funny to me to say do you know how to get out of here oh that's very fun so stupid yes that's fun (sighs) but here's the here's what's tough is that like i don't again think people are this is unfair but i kind of think the general world is not well even people who are funny sorry i'm giving caveats (laughs) i don't think we are tuned to people surprising us in social situations Mm -hmm. that are in passing like that sure so the potential for confusion mm-hmm. is there Hi. like i because because that's a very clever fun thing to say that like invokes imagination sure. and i this is every note i've ever gotten on anything i've ever written they're like i Oop. see how you've gotten here but it really brings up a lot of questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i think it's it just depends i think maybe this is what I think this is almost, that's the second lap. Or no, that's the third lap. Now that Great. this is happening in one day. Yeah. But it's like the first scaffolding is, it's always so fun seeing you, like, yeah. on our walks. And now you've established we are kinsmen. Sure. We are brothers. Mm-hmm. We are friends. Uh, and then the second scaffolding is, do you know how to get out of here? <laughs> like, oh, what a perfect setup and spike. Great. That's amazing. Here's one more thing I want to say about the acknowledging someone on a walk. I think one of the things we can learn from our elders is a shoulders back, chest fully just like exposed, heart open, good morning. Mm -hmm. Because I think what has unfortunately happened is we have learned how to hunch. Mm Mm-hmm hover over ourselves and give a like lifting the eyes and like hey what's going on like a pursed Mm -hmm. lip kind of half smile barely eking any air out yeah hello and a broad good morning yeah oh wow that can really turn a year around i know i don't seem like the type but that is who i am out walking I'll say That's hello to anybody. So I've got wonderful. Midwest dad energy. I yes. love a, hey, how we doing? Great. I think that was beat out of me in New York. Sure. But I think that we got to bring it back both on the West Coast and East Coast mm-hmm. and Let's everywhere in, in between. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just like the, oh, it's the just such safety a... that you are signaling yeah, in that. It feels incredibly and even neighborly. opening up your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when um, wolves, when they have learned that they are going to lose a fight, they will expose their necks. They'll be like, all right, take a bite. And then usually the one that was winning will back away because it's like, I don't want to kill you. We were just fighting for power. Uh, A good morning is a real exposing of the neck. It's a real just like, here I am. Take it or leave it, baby. And it disarms everyone else. For sure. We are having expressive faces. We are throwing out the still face. Yep. Get your this eyebrows is in, the theme. into your walks. We're we're saying hello. Get those eyebrows up there. <laughs> Get them up to the hairline. And if you have a receding hairline, even fucking better. Get it up. 
I just imagined, um, you know how some people wear their sunglasses on the back of their head upside down? Like that's how far you can get your eyebrows to travel. <laughs> get the eyebrows so far up it becomes a mullet. It's like that's yeah. what we're doing. It's looking very St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> Well, Franciscan, yeah, monk. Incredible. Oh, God. Great. All right. Okay. Solved it. We did it, and we're all better for it, and I actually feel better. (laughs) Great. Well, This is why we do the podcast, Nikki. Yeah. You there, boy. What day is it? (laughs) Marty, we got to go back. (laughs) They figured it out, Marty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's my jerry seinfeld that's really good it was kind of kramer yeah of course and i'm okay yeah. <laughs> i missed the joke no i was more doing i was trying to do doc from oh, back to the future yes which was yeah. great and we got a okay no notes <laughs> jfl watch out i've been here the whole time feel free to keep ignoring me <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right well all right, should we get the fuck out of here with our words? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta get out. We end every episode with a words to live by. This is an on-the-spot phrase to guide social situations moving forward. Nikki, would you like to go first or second today? I, I'm happy to go first. Can you believe I absolutely forgot what I said earlier? Yeah, and you even said maybe like, "Hey, remind me of that." And my brain went, "Not important for me to remember." Great. <laughs> You're like, "Not my job." <laughs> I was in the moment I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then instantly slid down my back. Doesn't it and really onto the floor. feel like it should work that if you're like, okay, we got to remember this, that it should pin it somewhere in your brain. And that that's... I learned somewhere to envision something on fire if you want to remember it. Oh, but now I've, it, I've done that so much that it has almost signaled to my brain. Don't remember this right. if it's on fire. You're like, everything's engulfed. Like, this is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's the this is fine meme. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, but I'm okay. happy to, to, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> okay. These Looking are Nikki's around. words to live by in three, two, one. If you can't remember it, probably wasn't that important to begin with. Great. Great. Love it. That's just, Love it. I think, ultimately my advice to myself, you know, if I can't recall right. it. I'm not going to die if I don't remember it. Absolutely. This just also speaks to like, not everything has to be so urgent. Right. It's okay. So. No one's life is on the line here. We'll try to live by those. I I think that's good. All right. I love that. Are you ready? No, but let's go. (laughs) And those are Mare's words to live (laughs) (laughs) No, but let's go. (laughs) All right. These are Mare's words to live by in three, two, one. You have everything you already need. Wait. Yeah. Wait, can I change it to you already have everything you need? Yeah. Um, full quote. <laughs> including including the... Wait. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Can I change it? <laughs> I think that's perfect. And I want that on my tombstone. <laughs> I think I think a tombstone that says, wait, can I change it? 
um, is kind of perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Really perfect. I've, oh man. This is for another time, but I think about tombstones too often. And that's. We got to make some stickers with that on it. Yeah. And that's where we leave you. (laughs) Constantly thinking about tombstones, not the pizza. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 